and welcome to the Sunlight Corgi Fan Podcast. My name is Sophie. I'm Katie. I'm Casey. And I'm Blob slash Max. We are not affiliated with the Sunlight Company. We are just fans discussing the Sunlight Corgi books. We also follow the Sunlight 5-day schedule, which means that once every couple of weeks, we have a podcast that discusses one book. The book for this week is Mystery of the Roman Ransom by Henry Winterfeld. And the book for next week is The Epic Tale, The Bronze Bow by Elizabeth George Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just talked to you. Now it's time for the speedy summary. Katie, I challenge you to summarize the entire book in less than 30 seconds. Beep. 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 Oops. (laughs) Three, two, one, go! P.S. I totally accept your challenge. Thank you. When Mucius, Flavius, Caius, Publius, Julius, Rufus, and Antonius find out one of their fathers is supposed to be assassinated, they must find out a way to thwart the assassin's plans, but it would be helpful to know whose father it is. Can the boys, with the help of Master Xanthos and the slave Udo, find out who is supposed to be assassinated before it's too late? We got some mail! This is the part of the podcast where we hear from you, our devoted listeners, and our really devoted listeners, the ones we made up. This one's from Candy and Mandy from Scary, West Virginia. Greetings. We were so surprised when we found that when some of the boys went to get Udo from the secret room, Udo had vanished in thin air. We thought he was a spy and had been tricking them all along, but it turns out he was actually going to save Caius. Oh, well. Love, Candy and Mandy from Scary West Virginia. This one is from Quigley, and he lives in Juneau, Alaska. Hello. I loved this book. Caius was definitely the best character. It was awesome how he decoded Udo's message and discovered that it was his own father, Vinicius, who was going to be murdered. It seems so unlike Caius to do something smart, though. No offense, Caius. I thought maybe Musius or Publius would figure it out. Quizzically, Quigley. Hi, guys. The Mystery of the Roman Ransom was not one of my favorites. Uh-uh. I thought there were way too many characters, and the author kept going off the main plot. Sheesh, to give all these unneeded details. The only parts I really liked were the ones with Ramses, the lion. (laughs) What I wouldn't give to have a pet like that. (laughs) From Juliet Easton, Pennsylvania. The first letter that was from Candy and Mandy talked about how um, they thought that Udo was a spy when they found that he had vanished from the secret room. What do you guys think? What was your first thoughts when you read that Udo wasn't in the secret room where he was supposed to be? I thought it was kind of shocking because, you know, I thought he was supposed to be hiding from everyone, not escaping. I know. It's kind of weird. And I thought even if he would escape, wouldn't he just take a little bit of money to help himself on his way back home? I know, I thought he was a spy, but then I was like, wait, why didn't he take any money? That's weird. Yep. It was really odd, because if he was a spy, he would have had money, like, in his pocket. But what I also thought was weird was that he hid the note in his jacket. Was it shirt or something? Was it in his shirt? Oh, yeah, it was like sewn in his jacket or, or something? something? Yeah. yeah was, was it sewn, sewn in his jacket? Yeah, it was yeah, sewn, it was into, sewn his into, like, his jacket or his tunic or something like that. Yeah, it was sewn into his jacket. 
I thought that would have been a very good piece of information to have told the boys beforehand. Well, maybe he was probably scared, though. And then also that it was um, linen, so so if someone, like, felt for it, then they couldn't, like, hear it crinkling or anything. Well, I thought that Udo was really just escaping because he didn't want them to figure out any more, or and that he wanted to go serve his king again. Oh, like his master? Mm-hmm. And it, instead of doing that, he actually saved Caius, so I was really surprised. Yeah. Mm. I was totally surprised that he went back and saved Caius and also went back in again and saved other people. That was awesome. At, at first I was like, wow, he saved Caius. Wow, he's saving more people. Caius. Wow. <laughs> was, what about when you, very, when you very first heard of Udo? Did you suspect him or did you trust him? I trusted him. Plus he seemed um, genuinely scared about what happened in, like, the graveyard. Yeah. I would have been scared. I thought that he was just somebody who had got caught and he didn't want anything bad to happen, so he was just keeping quiet. I just thought that he was really vulnerable and that when the time had come that he'd tell the truth and that that wasn't the truth, but it was really the Mm -hmm. truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next letter that was from Quigley talked about how he thought it was unlike Caius to decode the message. Who did you guys expect to crack the code? I was just thinking maybe it would be um, something with someone with brains. <laughs> I, know, I know. I totally thought it was going to be Musius because he is the leader. But then I was like, Caius, since when are you saying I know. smart? Well, they say I that you're that... the spoiled one. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that it was okay for him to figure it out, especially since it was his dad. Like, maybe he was like, oh, no, what if it's my dad? Oh, no, it is my dad. And he actually figured it out and cracked the code because of his worry of uh, it being his dad. It just, it just seemed like the code was so hard to figure out. Why would Caius, of all people, be the one to crack code? I know, figure it out. Weird. I thought that somebody was going to be really thirsty and they'd get a drink of water, and then when they were walking over, they'd spill it all over, and then Xantipus would have an idea because he'd see the code. That would have been cool, like kind of invisible ink almost, but that would just be awesome. shows up in contact yeah. with water or something. No. Mm-hmm. I just say just like the whole throughout the whole book, idea. the only things that Caius was saying was things that were like dumb or didn't make sense or just weird <laughs> in one or part something. Of the, in one part of the book, Master Xanthos is asking how much is seven hundred and fifty from seven hundred and eighty, and Caius says plenty. Twenty. <laughs> uh, so, also well, to you guys, did the code seem too easy or too hard to figure out? The code seemed kind of too hard to figure out at first, and then when you really looked at it, you thought, oh, uh, you can actually see I thought, it. Like, I thought it was too hard to figure out. There's just, like, so many steps it, that you had to do. First, you had to put the twins together, and then you had to put them at the beginning, and then you had to line all the names up. Ugh, it just, just seemed like there were too many steps. Like, in real life, someone would have been able to figure it out. I thought it was really neat how the author was able to figure it out or able to create a code. That was I thought that was really interesting. The last letter from Juliet in Eastern Pennsylvania. Well, talking about how the book wasn't really that great and the author kept going off the plot, but the only good parts were with Ramses. But first, how did you how did you guys feel about the number of characters? I know there was a lot. I liked the number of characters and they all had a really good personality. Like the smart one. <laughs> The dumb one. The crazy one. The one that's obsessed with ghosts. Yeah. And the one that's, like, 
Like, oh, I love Claudia. She's so pretty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's that? You would impress the gods. Rufus, Rufus was oh, the yeah. Rufus. I thought it would have been. Oh, I thought it would have been fine if instead of having seven boys, there was like two or three. But I, I like the seven. I thought it was I nice. Guess so. It, it could have combined characters very easily. Oh uh, no, I like how they did the story. Yeah, I I do too. I think that it was. I think that was really cool how there was enough characters, but we still all know what the differences are. We know the difference between. Well, I didn't really know the difference Publius. between like Flavius and Publius and Julius. They just seemed like kind of like extras. But Antonius and Caius and Musius were like the main ones. What and Rufus. <laughs> yeah, and Rufus. What about um, that? There was just enough characters because they wouldn't have been able to do all of those things at the same time if it was just three or four people. They would need a bunch of characters like seven. Plus, I loved all of their funny personalities and their crazy personalities and weird personalities. Oh, yeah, you're right. I just thought it was all cool that they were all together and friends. Well, yeah, the author did go off on a lot of tangents, and that was distracting, and it kind of was like I was reading it. You were wrong, Miss No, it was awesome how there was a whole bunch of different plots. It would have been boring well, if it was just one plot. The book yeah. Would be well, like five it, pages was, long. I only saw only one plot, and then all of a sudden she was describing the feast for three pages, and I was like, you don't need to describe the feast. You guys, just need to go on the feast. But I'm watching him feel hungry. Though. Yeah. Guys, we got cool. the... Guys, because look, it, it has love, craziness, friendship in it. Well, every page. I like the characters. Blob Slash Max loved the story, and it was very awesome. Yeah, I agree. The story was awesome. I just seemed really like that. Yes, I love Pepper Jack Cheese. I t- <laughs> All I right, totally, then. I totally disagree with the writer of that email, or that okay. fan mail, because I think that it was nice to have a whole bunch of different No offense, plots. though. No offense, okay? Want to. <laughs> Sorry, well, Juliet. on a scale of 1 to 10, rate the quality of literature. 1 being Pat the Bunny or something. <laughs> and then Here you 10, go. And then 10 <laughs> being, like, William Shakespeare. Quality. I thought it was an 8. There was awesome plots, and there was a whole bunch of different things that you could root for or mm. opinions that you could have about it. Like, right now, we're arguing about different things that's worth arguing about. If it was a 1... Then we wouldn't even be talking about this down in like three minutes. Just in defense of Pat the Bunny, there are so many plots in there. <laughs> Alright, now, Casey, on a scale of Pat the Bunny to William Shakespeare, what is the quality of <laughs> Mr. the Romance? Uh, probably like seven. A seven? Yeah. Character? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, now it's your turn to read it. What about you, Blob? Eight point five one three nine two. Well, a big well, number. Very accurate. <laughs> you did math today. Extremely accurate. Wow. Now, why would you rate it an eight point one five? Eight point five one nine two seven. Is that correct? You just changed <laughs> it. Yeah. Anyways, why why did you rate it an eight point five? The point is, why did you rate it the number that you did? I rated it that because. I thought that the plots were awesome. I loved all the different characters. I think I would rate it a five because it was a good story and they kept with the plot, but the author went out on a lot of tangents and the characters were good. I think that you're completely wrong. wrong. All right, all right. It's just my opinion. Pow, 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 slam. But also to tell you, I don't know what Pat the Bunny is. Sorry. (laughs) Well, well, Pat Pat the Bunny is a book for babies. All right, all right. Let's move on.
it's time for Ancient Relationships. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we act as unpaid therapists and listen to your relationship problems. Yeah. We have a caller. Hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Rufus, and I am, like, so in, totes in love with Claudia. And she's, like, so totes beautiful. Well, what's your problem? My problem's that every time I go and look at her, she's like, Oh, hey, Rufus, nice going, nice hairdo. And then she turns around and walks into her room. It's like, <laughs> man, Oh, that must that. be frustrating. I just want to see you and tell you something. She's like, just a minute, I'm cleaning my room. Uh, let me put you on hold. Oh, uh, wait. Hello? Hello? Welcome to Ancient Relationships. How may I help you? Hi, this is Claudia, and I have a little bit of a problem. What's your problem? Well, I like this boy named Rufus, but he is always <gasps> acting so awkward around me. Well, Claudia, let me give you some advice. First of all, before you get married, have him change his name. Second, after you get married, yes, I which know, will that's be part in a few of my years, problem. his name is the name of my dog. The dog's name is not Rufus. It's <gasps> Rufus Xavier Sasparilla, a very proper noun. <laughs> and it is a pronoun. Replacing the noun kangaroo. That's also proud of my problem. He always goes off on tangents when I try and tell him things that are important. Oh, oh well. <laughs> just wait a few years till he's matured. It might be a couple decades, but you can wait, can't you? <laughs> I guess so. All right. Goodbye. 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 Sorry we had to put you on hold, Rufus. What was that you were saying? I was saying that the dog's name is Rufus Xavier. Okay, okay. Um, It's time for cookies. Oh, sorry, Rufus. We have to go. Yeah, they're going to get cold. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Ancient Relationships. The saga continues. This is the part of the podcast where... We tell you what happens after that you close the book. Casey has decided to challenge the Saganators <laughs> with her Saga special styles. Thank you. Start! As Udo smiled goodbye to the boys, Cassius put his hands on Udo and said, Thanks for saving my life. Udo said, My friend, it was nothing. As Udo bowed again to Claudia, Claudia said, We owe you our lives. Udo smiled and said, Claudia, you owe me nothing. Xantippus said, Xantippus said, Come on, Udo, the ship is here. As Udo was leaving, Rufus said, By all the gods, Claudia, I think Udo likes you. Everyone roared with laughter. Claudia said, Oh, Rufus, you rascal. (laughs) When Udo boarded that ship, everyone could see he was a man worth the wait. That was really interesting, Casey. I never thought that Udo would have ever liked Claudia because he seemed so mature in his self that he wouldn't be, I don't know, having a crush on Claudia. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't he supposed to be, like, way older than the boys? I know. But it's just Rufus talking there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Rufus Rufus is jealous. He's very silly. (laughs) Yeah, Rufus is jealous. Just because very proper noun was jealous of Udo since Claudia liked him a tiny bit. I don't think Claudia I liked Udo at all. Claudia was just really happy that she saved Caius's life. Plus, she was in like three pages. Udo wasn't a girl. <gasps> oh yeah, he saved Caius's life.
It was awesome and Thanks they for listening. Thank you to all of our listeners. We now have 150 downloads. Remember to email us your thoughts about the Bronzeville or any other books. That's podcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fans. See you next time. It's <gasps> Rufus Xavier Sasparilla, a very proper noun.